from the big table at the Bryant Corner Cafe. It is a big table. This is That Stack of Books. I'm Steve Scher. I'm Nancy Pearl. Keith Cook. Ross Bird. Tom Bird. Carol Seidel. Maya Merlino. Catherine Merlino. Roman Merlino. Stephen Merlino. Judy Ostro. Susie Lance. Jeff Lance. Jennifer Collins Fredericks. Sarah Hunter. Each of us could write a memoir. And they could be very good because we each have had interesting lives. And that is the only criteria for a memoir in my definition. In your humble opinion. Well, here's what I, here, what I think about memoirs is that I would love to sit down with each and every one of you and, and learn about your life. I think that there is, that, that everyone has, as you said, Steve, a most interesting life, but not everybody has to write it down for others to read. <laughs> And, and those people that are should maybe take a second moment before they decide to do that. Well, I think it's enough. Ann Patchett once answered a question um, when, when, she, when she was at Town Hall last year, when I interviewed her at Town Hall. And um, this, this elderly man said that he had written about his experiences during the time when his wife died. It was, you know, a memoir about that period in their lives. And he wondered how he could get it published. And she said the most thoughtful thing, I thought. She said the, the most important thing is that he wrote it. And that really publishing is not, is not, does not, should not be seen as the end all and be all for that, for that. That the experience of writing it was so wonderful and to share it with friends and family, that's one thing. But to try to take it larger, why would, why would you need to do that? I, I have um, a well-documented love-hate relationship with memoirs, and um, I always... There's actually been a memoir that you've written about that, <laughs> I believe. My, yes. my memoir with memoirs. I remember memoirs. Um, you know, and I always think that the first... I always, I always remind myself that the first two letters in memoir are me. And I, I, I think that... Uh, I, there are many memoirs that I've read and really enjoyed for the quality of the writing and the uniqueness of the experience and the sort of transporting you into a different world, uh, a, a different way of, of living in the world. But I, I, I just feel at this moment in our publishing history that there are just too many memoirs out there, too many memoirs coming out. Um, and I'm not sure what that says about us as a, as a nation. James Joyce said something about the lowest form of literature was the journal or the diary or something, and wouldn't the memoir just be one step up from that? Well, doesn't it imply that it's part of the, the narcissistic aspect of our mediatized culture? We're all, we, all have a, we all have 15 minutes of a, of a reality show in us. I was thinking about this, especially because here in Seattle, um, there was, an, um, there was a, a, a group that was trying to get Seattle named as one of the cities of literature. And um, the head of the, of the committee, who really had taken it on himself to really do a lot of work, um, and I was involved tangentially, but uh, Ryan Boudinot wrote an article in The Stranger, our, one of our alternative newspapers, um, about his experiences teaching creative writing 
in an MFA program, Masters of Fine Arts program, and how he he felt that um, most memoir writers are simply narcissists. I'm really condensing a lot of what he said. Are are, are basically narcissists, and that just created that. That article was just um, the beginning of this firestorm of criticism of, of him and criticism of what he said and defenders of memoirs. And the board that had been working with him to, to push the city of literature through resigned in protest of what he had said. And I, I mean, my, you know, we talk about freedom of speech. Etc. All of those things, um, but I just thought, well, we're—it it, it just was so stunning that that happened. Were people upset about the notion that he was insulting memoirists, or were they upset that he was just dissing people who were putting their work out there? I think both. I think they felt that what he said was an insult to memoirists. Um, definitely, I think people thought that, and that it's the sort of thing. Perhaps people felt that you don't say in public. Isn't that the point of a memoir to say it in public? And isn't that reaction a narcissistic reaction? Uh, yes. Well, I, I understand that. I remember reading that article and thought it was pretty funny because I, I absolutely love memoirs. And um, but I think it's like any genre of writing. It's there's good and there's bad. And so there's amazing memoirs like anything Anne Lamott wrote. I mean, when she wrote Operating Instructions, and I had my son, everything that I was had gone wrong with my son was I just related to absolutely everything and it was so great and you know everything from the very first influential book for me was Corrie Ten Boom's The Hiding Place which was all about you know Nazi Amsterdam and that was you know a memoir and uh, The Cross and the Switchblade and um, Frank Bruni, Bruni and Jeanette Wallace I mean I think memoirs are incredible but one of my th things that I think it is interesting about kind of this narcissistic idea is that now so many people are writing blogs and I've actually picked up a couple of memoirs that were actually blogs first and then turned into books. So I'm wondering what you think about that because that's kind of a light everyday journal reading and then turning that into a memoir. Is that the same thing as sitting down and really crafting an entire single book? I think not. Um, I think that, um, that, that you're absolutely right that if we look at what's been published and what's coming out, there's a lot, uh, a lot of editors are really scouting what blogs have the highest followings and they want those to be, um, to be books. And, you know, what you get, I mean, I hope that then, that then they're shaped into something by the editor. It's, it's not clear to me that they are. So, um, yeah. What's the difference between a memoir and an autobiography? Well, I have always thought that an autobiography covers an entire life and a memoir, but I could be, it could be totally the opposite. Um, is it the opposite, Katie? I don't know if it's the opposite, but I was telling Nancy earlier that I, I just started reading the autobiography of Ben Franklin, and that only covers the first 54 years of his life because he didn't write the later years down. So in, under that definition, you would be incorrect. <laughs> well, and tell, but t say what else you said about Well, the other interesting thing that I learned was that before he wrote that book, the word autobiography didn't exist. And it became so popular once it was released that they eventually came up with a word for it. Up until then, it had been 
under a lot of different titles, kind of like The Life and Times of Benjamin Franklin, or Here is the Life as Written by the Author, Benjamin Franklin, but nobody had come up with autobiography as the word yet. You, you know, maybe the difference between memoir and autobiography is that one is one implies a literary, uh, uh, you know, has a literary patina. Is that how you pronounce it? Autobiography, I think, and memoir is less. I, I, I don't agree with that, but maybe that's what's what people are thinking about. Um, yeah, I, when you brought up Ben Franklin, and I didn't know that about he uh, that the word autobiography, but he, I remember from him it was a very crafted persona that he was developing for the reading public. So maybe that's the concept of autobiography is I'm crafting who I am and presenting it to the public, and the memoir is more about the events that happened to me. Um, and then I was thinking to take a more chair, I've been very cranky about memoirs, but I was thinking, okay, to take a more charitable view of the narcissism, uh, narcissistic is maybe people are, are writing these blogs and there are a lot of people that will come to them and say, it was helpful for me to hear about your life, your life in overcoming you know, childhood abuse or, or addiction or whatever. I'm wondering if we have to invent a whole new genre. I mean, you know, like, like the literary memoir is something, but this more, it's not self-help, but it's, you know, something where you're, it's, it's your life, it's the life experience that's written for a completely different audience and a completely different reason. I mean, to me, a good memoir really does have not so much to do with what actually happened in the life, um, but how they reacted to it, perceived it, did moved from it or learned from it or that kind of thing. And so the other, where, whether it comes from a blog and it's just those straight letters from the blog or some of the ones I've been reading that they're the sibling of a famous person, they're trying to, you know, tell their side of the story or, you know, whatever it is. Um, those are, it's a, it's a whole different objective, I guess. And so I don't know if it needs to be categorized, sold, marketed, named in a different direction. I don't know. Does the fame of the person have anything to do with it? The notoriety? Um, I, you mean whether it's a memoir or an autobiography? Right. I think of autobiographies. I usually know who the person is before reading it. <laughs> the memoir is, is is a result. Of, you usually know as a result of reading it that somebody who telling a segment, usually a constrained segment of their life, and a person who I probably didn't know prior to looking at. Looking that up. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah. I like that definition. So I think I sort of remember a controversy a few years ago about somebody who wrote an autobiography that was supposedly very factual, and it turned out that it wasn't. And so people called it a memoir. And to, I, as I remember the argument at the time, an autobiography was more straightforward and was more laying out your life and what the events were and had to be factual, but a memoir gave somebody a little bit of literary license to embellish or change things around and make it more creative. I think that was the argument that they were making, but I think some people disagreed with that, right? I think I kind of agree with that. Yeah? Yeah. Was it a, 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 thousand, a million little pieces? Yeah. The James. But I, I didn't read the book, but I remember yeah. the controversy. But I think I sort of agree that an auto, to me, an autobiography should be more factual and straightforward and laid out as happened. I'm not sure that you could ever write something. I'm not sure that there can be a difference between the two. I mean, I'm not sure you could ever be honest 
I'm not, I'm not sure you could ever, I don't want to say that you can't be honest, but I think that, that everybody who's writing about themselves is creating a persona that's, that's different from who they are. Well, David Sedaris, right after that happened, and then uh, somebody else uh, had something similar happen, and Mary Carr earlier had that. David Sedaris said, was criticized for maybe making some things up or creating composite characters or changing the dates, and he said, look, it's my history, it's my autobiography, it's my memoir, and, and people should just know that going into it. But I don't know, why don't we call that fiction? Well, that's what I think it should be called, absolutely. Um, based on a true story. Based on a true story, right. Facts may be changed. I'm interested in what you said in the very beginning of the conversation about there being so many of memoirs out there that you're hesitant, but I, I, it, in that is buried, it seems, a, a hope that there are a few that might be really special each year. Um, and this kind of gets a little bit to our, our conversation last podcast about awards and how that can sort of um, cull some of the very best and at least narrow the... the, the uh, body of, of works that you have to consider and maybe if you cross-reference enough of those awards and best of lists you might have a chance at that gem that that I sense that you you hope for yeah I, I yes I do and and you know as I said when I think back about the memoirs that I've loved um, they have been mostly not famous people people who I got to know through the through the memoir, um, uh, A Girl Named Zippy by Haven Kimmel. Just a delight to read. Um, you know, Haven Kimmel now, we, you know, she's a novelist, but before A Girl Named Zippy, Growing Up Small in Moreland, Indiana is the subtitle. Did you, did you read that, Susie? Oh, it's so, yeah, it's just absolutely, just absolutely wonderful. Um, you know, what characterized that? Is it all true? No, I doubt, I mean, factual, you know, fact, 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 impossible, impossible. But it was just a wonderfully well-crafted, very funny, very touching memoir about families, a family. And I think there's a point, I don't know if the words are truth versus honesty, but I think the concept is, if you're honest to the story, I mean, does it really matter if it was factually true if the mom, is that the one where the mom applied for all the, um, the contests and that oh, kind no, of thing? That, or is that, was, that was a different one, that, which I'm trying to remember the name of. That was a wonderful again, one. Again, these are small stories. There's nothing of huge impact happening. But I guess that in the memoir, if, if a fact, if a character needs to be made a composite or facts have to be, you know, are six months or two years later, but the, the honesty of the story is all still there, I think that I'm, I'm more forgiving of an author. I mean, anybody that has a dialogue in a memoir, of course that's all has to be replicated, but if you're honest to the emotions and the characters and the basic substance of what happened, as opposed to creating episodes that not only didn't happen, but led the reader to a different perspective than actually was going on at the time. I think that's, I think that's where James Fry maybe got into trouble, is that the stuff that he added or created 
left the reader with a very different impression of actual events versus somebody that has to condense for artistic license and that kind of thing. Judy, what were you going to say? Well, all right, I've got a few. I mean, I'll take a little time if you don't mind, but I, somebody just gave me a book called Time to Be in Earnest, A Diary of, by P.D. James. And she, I just want to read, share just a couple of bits with you. She said, a diary, if intended for publication, and how many written by a novelist are not, is the most egotistical form of writing. That's the first thing that's worth sharing. The second thing, she said, as a lover of diaries, I'm glad that so many have found time and energy and, and still do. How much of interest, excitement, information, history, and fascinating participation in another's life would be lost without the diaries of John Evelyn, Samuel Pepys, Virginia Woolf, Evelyn Waugh, Fanny Burney, and Francis Kilbert. And then one more bit to share. She said, my motive now is to record just one year that otherwise might be lost, not only to children and grandchildren who might have an interest, but with the advance of age and perhaps the onset of the dread, dreaded Alzheimer's lost also to me. And there's a great deal more, but I thought those little gems fit into this conversation. And this book is, she wrote a, 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 an entry every day for a year, starting on her birthday, in 19, starting in 1997. And of course, she strays. She talks a lot about her childhood, etc. And being P.D. James, it's very well written. I've read several books, and I don't remember their names, but they were letters. And so where do you put books of letters in that category of memoir autobiography if it's, if it's nonfiction? Yeah, that, that, that is a very good question. Well, remember that the letters that, the letters that we're reading are, are usually edited, cho first of all, chosen by somebody to include, you know, which letters to include, and then usually edited for, uh, for, for the book in some way. But I, want, I, I love letters, too, yeah. I wanted to just give an example. When I was writing the introduction to, um, to Booklust and talking about why I became a reader, I wrote about my childhood and my family. I wrote about, about you know, my family's circumstances. And when that book came out, my sister was so angry at me. She was just uh, beside herself with anger. And when we talked about it, as we didn't, we weren't able to talk about it very well. But when we talked about it, one of the things that she objected to was that that wasn't the way she presented the story. She didn't disagree with the facts, but that was not her 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 take on what happened, and she, you know, resented that. So I, I think that's a real issue. Um, the two brothers are doing that now. Is it Augustine Burroughs and his brother? And they've kind of written different perspectives of uh, the same family, but yeah, very different. Is a published diary any different from an autobiography or a memoir? Who edited it? Who went through it and chose what bits to take out and what bits not to take out? I, I, a Time to Be Earnest is a wonderful, wonderful collection of diary entries. Uh, and you're right. Uh, well, first of all, anyone who loves mysteries, because she is such a good mystery, such a well-known and good mystery writer. But the writing in that book is really terrific. All right, so given that, are there some memoirs that you've sought out in the last few years that you wanted to read? And um, I, I don't seek out memoirs. That's interesting. I, I, you know, when I make a, when I'm writing down what I want to read, it's very rarely memoirs. It's, you know, sometimes I'll pick them up at a bookstore and look at them or something like that. 
but it's not a it's not a genre that I go to particularly. Do you, Tom? Do you ever read memoirs? I do. Uh, I just finished one, uh, Little Failure, by Gary Shettengart, if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. And I I don't seek out memoirs, but I think I went to it because I saw some reviews that said it was funny and I needed some humor uh, and it was I actually laughed out loud at several of the things he wrote and yet it's also got some seriousness in it I think he says that he is a narcissist and he is and I'm not sure I would enjoy him as a person but it was definitely funny and uh, and I thought well written for the genre that it is and I, I enjoyed it this was the one about his parents in New York City. So it's a, it's the story. So his, he and his parents were Russian Jewish immigrants from Saint Petersburg, uh, and he spent his first six years in Saint Petersburg under the, you know, the communist regime, and he and his parents uh, had to uh, come to uh, the West and ended up in uh, Queens, New York and tried to make a new life for themselves. And he, and he has this classic struggle of trying to assimilate himself in with his peers, but also having to view his parents and his extended family as family and foreigners. Uh, and it's very well done. He has a very interesting take on it. Um, I was going to say, a memoir is a very personal situation when somebody, what motivates them? Why are they writing this? And then also, choosing a memoir is a very personal situation on the reader's side. Uh, to seek something out about this person's life, why? You know, what is it about that that you really want to read? And it kind of feels like a reality show in a way, you know, like I don't like them and I will never, I'm not a voyeur and I don't want to watch about other people's lives, but sometimes if there's something that clicks, about someone's story, I think that's what would motivate me, but I don't seek them out either. Um, and I just picked one up for my husband because I get his books. He calls me Carol Pearl because uh, he knows how I, because I get all his books for the car when he drives back and forth to work from the library on CDs, and I just got him the Brothers Emmanuel. And he's fascinated by it. I mean, just learning about w how their parents raised the boys and what attributed to their success. and. Um, and he relates to it, but I think it's got to be something pretty unique to, to pick one up. That was the book by the, the medical Ezekiel, doctor. Ezekiel, right, the, 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 yeah, the Ezekiel, doctor, right. and all about, you know, the Ron brothers. And, and, Ron, and Ron, Arian. Exactly. I, I was, when I, as I think about it, I think I actually prefer biography to autobiography for those exact reasons we were, we've been discussing. I don't trust autobiography as much. I think the I assume the person is building their own persona and very selective in what they say about their lives. And I think a biographer, a good one, is more neutral, hopefully, about the, uh, the person under topic. And I would argue, Nancy, as a person who says you don't like memoirs, I would argue that you do like memoirs, you just like them as graphic novels. <laughs> there are some great memoirs written as graphic novels, and not just the two obvious ones, um, Persepolis and um, Mouse, 
which really set such a high standard. But Fun Home by Alison Bechdel is one. We should do a we should do a, a whole podcast on graphic novels. Yeah. yeah. But yes. But you know, also I, I listening to this conversation has me thinking as well because I have really come to value oral histories and how important an oral history is to our understanding of what actual history was because it's from people who lived it sharing their stories. And yet I have the same aversion to memoirs. And so maybe I'm not really grasping the value of memoirs as I do an autobiography or an oral history. Well, but, but with an oral history, you sort of go into the reading of it, I think, knowing that this is, this is a person's, I'm thinking of like Studs Terkel and, yeah. um, well, now that I started saying that, now I have to, you know, what's walk the, the cat back yeah. and sort of think, what's the difference? Well, of course, with oral history like Studs Terkel, there is an oral historian who is usually saying, I find your life interesting, tell me about it, and they'll shape it a bit, and maybe that's it. It's the, it's the analytic eye that's applied to it. Or, or what about the, the, this American life? You know, the looks at those, that you know, the lives that, that are looked at there um, every, every, some of them are autobiographies and some of them, I mean, some of them are the people telling their own story, others are um, somebody interviewing them. So is there a difference then? I'm going to put a plug in for memoirs just because I think that if they are done well, biography, like if I read about a certain person, I usually like to read a couple of different because I think it is so almost impossible to capture, have one person capture um, who a person is because there's so many sides to a person. In the memoir, you can hear from that person what that experience did for them and how they filtered it is, is as interesting or more interesting to me than the actual experience a lot of times. What do you think of the... I don't know if it's a new trend, but the trend in taking real people and real situations. So the Bloomsbury group, or I'm reading the one about Margaret Mead right now, um, but she's not Margaret Mead in the book, but, and then having a fictional representation of those characters and of that escapade or whatever. And are we supposed to read that thinking that this is of any relationship to the original people in history? I think that the best ones like Euphoria by Lily King or Vanessa and her sisters by um, Priya Parmar, they do hearken back to the real people. And I think that the authors have taken real facts and built a character that is both familiar and unfamiliar. They do open the world to you. Oh, can I go back to P.D. James and follow up what uh, this fellow said about biography? She said um, people are always uh, contacting her and saying uh, they'd like to write her biography. And my refusal, there's always the response, of course, once you've died, there will be biographies. Surely it's better to have one now when you can participate. Steve Jobs had that situation where his biography was being written while he was still alive and able to comment on it. And that um, at, produced a, a wonderful biography because he could comment on it, but he, I don't think he really stepped in and changed things. He trusted his biographer, and it, it, the result is a, is a more credible biography. It reminds me of, I can't remember the name of the book, but the, the man, the journalist that wrote about his, went back and visited his old professor or school teacher who was dying of ALS. Tuesdays with Maury, and, uh, and one day he visited Maury, and Maury said, oh, you missed my funeral. And he said, what do, you, what do you mean I missed your funeral? He said, well, I decided that my funeral would be much more interesting to me 
to hear about what other people thought about me. And so I just had my funeral, my memorial service, and I sat there and listened to what people had to say. Oh, that's very nice. Maybe that's the, we'll leave it with that, because maybe that's the memoir. Oh, I can hear how pe what people think about me. All right, Brian Corner Cafe, thank you all very much. Thanks to the Brian Corner Cafe, Nancy Pearl, and all the folks who join us around the table for that stack of books. We will be back at the Brian Corner Cafe Tuesday, April 21st. Show starts around 3.15. We'll be taping two episodes. Like to see you there. Tell us about the books you like. You can find us on Facebook. That Stack of Books with Nancy Pearl and Steve Scher. You can find us on Twitter at That Stack. You can always find us on Stitcher and on iTunes. By the way, why don't you think about writing a review of our show on the podcast site at iTunes. It helps us get a little more attention, and that's always good. Also, like us on Stitcher and share us. If you like this show, share it with your friends, because we'd like to have even more listeners. Much appreciated if you can do that. And don't forget, you can find this episode and all our episodes at our website, thatstackofbooks.com. Happy reading.